Gentlemen, I am more fired up than ever before for Pat's Ravens on Sunday, the home opener. Shime and Jumbo are joining me right now for our picks and our analysis of the game on Sunday. And let's let's start here. Andy, yeah. after having spoken with Giardi, put up your columns, reviewing the Pittsburgh tape, and then, of course, listening to the very brutally honest uh, information and perspective from Jason Locke and Fora, are you starting to think that uh, maybe the Pats have a little bit of a chance on Sunday? Yeah, Locke and Fora's tone and a lot of what he talked about is interesting. You said it to him, Fitzy, you know, sort of mirror images, questioning the draft and overpaid players in this spot where you're not getting value. Like, as soon as he said their secondary is the highest paid, and if they're not good enough, they're in trouble, I thought of Patriots tight ends. Highest paid, not getting production out of it, equal to what you're paying. Like, there's a lot of similarities. The coaches, the re- the rivalry, there's a lot here. But I look at this game on two levels. One, I think it's a major test for the defense because Baltimore makes big plays. Lamar makes mm-hmm. big plays. Lamar, listening to Devin McCourty yesterday talk about how Lamar plays now and how scary it is that he's now still great athletically, but you can see him processing at a veteran level, at, a, at a, an experienced quarterback level. He knows zone. He knows man. You're in zone. I'm going to stay and I'm going to throw. Ooh, you went man. My lane is open. I'm running because you're all with your receivers. Like, the, the way McCourty talked about it really made it sound scary to defend Lamar Jackson, and we know that it is. So defense has played pretty well, but this is a different test, different beast in Lamar Jackson. And then the flip side, Mac has an opportunity. We just heard Lock and Flora talk about the, the pass defense for the Ravens that isn't very good, whether it's the back end or the lack of pressure. So you got to build on what you did last week with uh, Jacoby Myers being your go-to guy. Aguilar being an efficient playmaker, making a play down the field. Now, whether they can do that, I'm not totally sold. But listening to these guys, I give the Patriots a better chance than I had before I listened to the beginning of this podcast. This, I mean, this week. And Shime, I just wanted to say real quick. I know you, you want to jump all over anything positive, Lamar. No, 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 that's exactly. I was, what, I was gonna. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, I, yeah. I think this is the perfect opportunity for the Patriots offense to get it going. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like to be positive about the Patriots for a second. I know shocking <gasps> coming from me, but like, if there was a week that it seems like the Patriots offense could just like let loose and kind of let things fly and really kind of find a, a bit of a groove, it would be against the Baltimore Ravens, who, as we saw last week, their defense, not that good. And, and Lock and Fora told us that. So I think this is, this is a specific opportunity for Mac Jones in this offense. But need yeah, to. I, I you, mentioned it to him to briefly, points. too. As, yeah, we, the Pats need to get the air game going. Like, they can't just – everything can't live on the ground, which is what well, we've been talking about. Well, they need to score about. points. I don't, I don't really Period. care how yeah. they do it. Well, they'll no, get the points, but they need to try to matriculate the ball down the field a little bit aerially. And there is no better team to do that than against the Baltimore Ravens, which is shocking given how much money they've spent – on their on their cornerbacks and their safeties, like he mentioned, since the start of last season, they give up the most forty yard pass plays or longer in the NFL, and the Patriots have only given up the second fewest. Now, I don't think that's going to necessarily hold true on Sunday. I mean, maybe it does. We'll see. But the thing that Jason said earlier, Shime, that I wanted to bring up with you was this reminds me of when Patrick Mahomes came out and said, like, Oh yeah, I finally started doing uh, you know, film work and I'm, you know, breaking down yes. defenses. Yep. Uh, and like how that changed his game and took it to another level. And he already has so many ridiculous physical skills and assets. And if Lamar is doing that now, I I worry almost a little bit less about his legs, or I worry about his legs equally now 
to the potential for the deep passing game with some of those speedy wide receivers. Well, yeah, it, it makes it so difficult, right? Because Belichick has has made a career on not allowing massive explosive plays down the field, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of his biggest cornerstones of his defense is don't let them get over your head. Like, whatever you do, don't let Tyree kill, don't let any of these fast, deep ball receivers get over your head and, and give up those big explosive plays. But in order to do that a lot of times, right, you, your safeties are, are dropping so deep into coverage that that creates so much space in the middle of the field, which is where Lamar thrives. So now that Lamar is is reading defenses and understanding how defensive football is played from the quarterback perspective, he can he can then make better decisions on okay, I'm going to attack here deep because I know they're kind of they're worried about me running the football. And when they're when they're really worried about that deep ball, it, it opens so much up for him to run. And he is without a doubt the most lethal uh, like ball carrier in all of football it just his ability to basically beat a guy in a phone booth is unmatched and so I think that's the most difficult challenge this week for the defense is it's not anybody else on that offense it's just Lamar it is like that is the focal point of this offense unfortunately his ability now to throw the football effectively and also still be as electric as he is with the ball in his hands makes it a really really difficult task yeah and then you get into the fact that Kyle Duggar did not practice early in the week. You have uh, Adrian Phillips, who I thought it, it was a good surprise that he was able to play last week. You had uh, Bentley missing some practice time last week, and let's be honest, isn't all that fleet afoot as it is. New linebackers in McMillan and Mac Wilson, guys that could be involved in sort of that spy idea, spying on mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. And McCourty said that. We're going to have a guy whose job it is to be with Lamar, to follow Lamar. Have We're going to have a have guy. To. Yeah. And, yeah, but the problem is it's easier said than done. Like, your job is to where he goes, you go. Hey, coach, he goes places a lot faster than I go places. That's the problem. And, <laughs> you know, two weeks in a row, or two out of three weeks, you know, Shime said he's the most unique ball carrier. And I agree, dynamic, explosive. They did a pretty good job against Tyreek Hill, but it's a different world. Tyreek Hill is on one side of the field. You got a corner with him. You got and he a doesn't safety. always have the ball in his hand. Right. right. Whereas Lamar, you know, there's these plays you go back in the, like, I think Milano got it bad a couple of years ago on the goal line in yes. Buffalo, where mm-hmm. you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You have all the leverage you're supposed to have. Coach, I did what you told me to do. Why is he dancing in the back of the end zone? Like, that's how different a player Lamar is. And I think the matchup with all year we've talked about the the safety is a strength. And the linebacker has gotten more athletic in New England. We're going to find out if that's true this week. Yeah, for sure. And it does worry me about when you talk about the Patriots being a zone, you know, if Mac Wilson or whoever gets assigned Lamar uh, can keep up with him. <laughs> that's the, a scary but, thought. Like Mac it, Wilson. No, it really the is. But like, defense. Yeah, I it, just, could be, uh, it could be a big ant because the running backs, you're still probably not going to have, uh, you probably still won't have Dobbins and Edwards. So you might be looking at a big, like, Edwards and likely with a splash of Bateman type of day. Um, and I think the Pats will have their opportunities. I do think the Patriots are going to throw the ball more than people expect on Sunday, and then they'll switch to the run game if they're ever, ever able to move the ball or get a lead on Sunday. And so uh, I think without further ado, since we've heard so much about this game in both teams, gentlemen, I think it's time that we share with the Six Rings audience our picks for Sunday's action, which, of course, you can review after the game from 4 to 6 on WEI with the Six Rings post-game show. Let's hope it's a happy one. Andy, what do you got? Yeah, um, 
the negativity that La Confora brought about the Ravens and the back end, that that's not a one-off. They're a bad secondary. They're a banged-up secondary. They, they don't even know what they're doing. They're hiding guys. Um, that is an opportunity for Mac. My only question is, not just Mac, is Matt Patricia and Mac, are they, as a combo, ready to take advantage of those opportunities? Are we going to see more Kendrick Bourne and some playmaking in the experiment, you know, the, the, the focus on Devontae Parker as a higher-end option for this team? Could this not be a week where that makes any sense? I still think the Ravens are the better team. I still think the Ravens have the best player in this game in Lamar. And I think the best player in this game, we didn't really touch on this a lot. I have this belief. He's looking to go scorched earth. Absolute scorched oh, yeah. earth. With everybody in his way, the National Football League, like he probably really is, it likes that Bill was talking him up this week, but he wants to show I'm even better than that. And I just, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson. I'm almost not even picking the Ravens. I'm almost picking Lamar Jackson to beat the New England Patriots at Gillette Stadium on Sunday. So I'm going to say Patriots score a few more points than we've seen, but not enough. So I'm going to say 30 to 24. Wow. The Ravens get the win. We, yep, you and 30, I, 24. Okay. You and I are on similar wavelengths here. I think the Patriots have their best offensive performance of the year, but unfortunately, I just don't think it's enough against Lamar Jackson. I am with you, Andy. I, I just I'm going to take Lamar Jackson here. I I understand that he's played the Patriots twice now. Once was in a bit of a monsoon. I, I disagree with Lock and Flora. I don't think this game goes under. I think this game goes way way over. Um, in that monsoon, they still scored a total of 40 points. It was 23-17 in that monsoon. Lamar played actually kind of well. Uh, he played better in the first game because he really didn't have to do as much because Mark Ingram ran for like 115 yards. That was back in 2019 during the MVP season. Um, so I expect Lamar to have a lot of success. I'm, I also think Andy's spot on when he says Lamar is going scorched earth. So I'm going to go 31-21 uh, Ravens. I think the Patriots score three touchdowns this week for the first time all season. All right. Well, far be it from me, the old uh, the old Homer and Honk on the program, to go against the grain or brand and pick against the Patriots. I've been high on the Pats all week. The more I thought about it, I'm not just doing that because someone's got to do it on the pod as well. Uh, I think the Patriots pass the ball, and they pass the ball a lot. I think they identify the weaknesses in the secondary, and you don't see a second-half performance or a fourth quarter like Tua put up last week because you don't have Jalen Waddell and you don't have Tyreek Hill. But the Patriots hold the ball more often than Baltimore has the ball. They're able to corral and contain with some sort of uh, brilliant Belichickian plan that limits the marvelous just enough to be able to put up the points to squeak this one out. I will take the Patriots 30, the Ravens 27. Wow. Patriots and I love the over 30. two, Shime. I don't just like, I love the over in this game. Yeah, so that first time the Ravens won, it was like 37 to 20. Like, this score went way over. I, I expected it to be more like that than than your, like, you know, your 20 to 17 games that we've seen so far this season. Absolutely. The one thing, I think it's going to be a fun one. The one thing we didn't really address in our picks is, so I don't think any of us are really paying much credence to Lamar not throwing very much early in the week and the, the arm uh, sleeve he was wearing. Yeah, I know Lock and Fora kind of said it's, it's, it is weird to have wear and tear in week two. Like, if it's wear and tear, that's a bad sign in week two. If it, if it got dinged, you know, if it's uh, something off a hip, but it doesn't sound like that, um, that is definitely something to keep an eye on from a Ravens perspective. Can I give but you my conspiracy? Conspiracy away. Uh, this, think it's is, fake? this is the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady is probable every week. 
Okay. I, but I think but an arm game, sleeve? Like I think he, this is gamesmanship. Yeah, it's a sleeve. It's not like he's in a cast. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a not like thing. Yeah, I, I mean, he might have like that. Tendinitis. Uh, what, yeah, or like he might Thrower's have. Thrower's elbow. On, on Sunday, you might see him have that tape. You know that, K, what is it, KT Oh, Kinesio tape? tape? Yeah. yeah. Like he might have some of that on his arm and be like, oh. Kinesio but like, I, this tape. Is, this to I'm me told. screams Belichick putting Tom Brady is probable every, every single week of this season. Like this is gamesmanship 101 out of the Ravens in my opinion. Right, and oh, he, let's not pretend I, he's he's the most accurate passer on the planet, and if he's off a little teeny bit, like, he still makes his money with wide-open receivers that are created by the danger of his legs and the overall scheme. And his ability to throw it 60 yards down the Well, that's what I mean. It's like, the long balls have been darts, by fine, the way. Yeah. They have been tremendous. Yeah. It's, you know what's sad? It's a little uh, bit sad that we're talking up Lamar Jackson as the better thrower of the football in this game. He's got a naturally so. strong arm. He's been in the I, league longer. They've been working with him. I also think people de- like downplay Lamar's ability to throw the football and have the last couple years. Well, like, it's I gotten think, better. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of it's course, absolutely it's gotten better, improved. Even in his MVP season, he was throwing into the tightest windows in football, and he threw for thirty six touchdowns. Like it's, it, I think it's, I think it's a bit overblown. And people, it's he doesn't throw the ball like Mitch Trubisky or like Kirk Cousins in prime time. Like, oh my god. I, it's so that's that's kind of where I come from. In that. Well, I was just thinking more like. If I'm Mac Jones, that guy is the best runner in the league. Andy throws the football better than me. Well, I mean, that's so does Josh fair. Allen. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah, that's my point, though. Like, it's almost sobering, and I know that was the conversation I got into with Giardi, yeah. like the, the where Mac is and the development and measuring up, but it's, it's a little sobering. Well, let's hope he can make some serious progress on Sunday, elevate the pass game, and steer the Patriots to a big win. No matter which way it goes, you know you can join your boys, Fitzy and Jumbo, for the Six Rings postgame show, 4-6 to six on WEEI, immediately following the wrap-up of Pat's Ravens. No Red Sox game to get in the way because Sox-Yankees is on Sunday night. And don't forget also to listen to our NFL picks and our favorite Best Bets of the Weekend podcast coming on the Six Rings feed this weekend as well. For Jason Lock and Four, for Mike Giardi, for Primetime Shime Time and Andy Jumbo Hart, this is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thanks for listening to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Give us a rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and, of course, follow us at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. And we will talk to you soon. Go Pats. See ya. See ya. See ya.